1: I don't even know where to start with Sue O'Connell. Um, <laughs> Sue, how many are we? How many jobs do we have now? Like, are you down to one or two? Or, or
2: no, I still have about four. You know, it's a it's a it's a tough economy, Brian. Even for highly skilled people like you and me.
1: Well, so you have <laughs> New England Cable News, NBC Boston, WGBH, but the newspaper right. the newspapers no longer right.
2: No, we sold the newspapers. We're still doing the newspapers. Bay Windows, the LGBTQ, uh, paper for New England. You know, it's not what it used to be, but it's still doing something. And then we have a little neighborhood newspaper, the South End News for the neighborhood in Boston. And then I've got NBCLX, which is the, right. um, the cord-cutting network for the kids on NBC
1: for all the young kids, the or the young demo. Um, that's amazing. And Sue and I worked very closely together, especially on the New Hampshire primary, which was a lot of fun for me. I don't mm-hmm. know how much fun it was for Sue. No, it was a <laughs> lot of fun for me. But uh, I, you know, I I'm surprised I haven't asked you to come on the show earlier. But you know, I thought of you when the legislation passed on same. Sex marriage and, 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 and you're gay. And when did you come out, first of all? Just in terms of. Oh,
2: gee. Um, let's go back in the Wayback Machine to the last century. I think I came out in 1985.
1: Okay. So, but, so in some ways, it's kind of amazing because you've seen the entire cycle of what's gone on here. And, you know, I, I can't tell when it comes to, you know, the Senate passing this and obviously has to go to the House, you know, sort of protecting and codifying mm-hmm. same sex marriage. If you feel like it's an amazing thing because they're doing it or it's scary because they feel like they have to.
2: So both of those things, Brian, I mean, you and I over the years have talked a number of times when we were doing, you know, the TV show and doing Primary Source and we talk about, you know, subjects and go, well, is that really going to happen? You know, uh, are people being alarmist about things? Are people not being concerned about things, right? These are All the things that we would evaluate when we were talking about what subjects to cover, and the issue about same-sex marriage, which uh, having it have to go to the Senate, which is the most disturbing, is that not only is this settled law, and you could argue that Roe v. Wade was settled law, but it was on a on a precarious kind of brick in the Constitution, the way that Roe v. Wade was written. But same-sex marriage had been happening since the 1970s, and it has gone through the court system. It has gone through cities and towns. It has gone through states. People have voted on it. There has been legislation. There have been state courts that ruled on it. There have been the Supreme Court that has ruled on it. So this is actually not a a Jenga pile. It's actually a very well-fit puzzle that shows that people support the idea of same-sex marriage. So the fact that one offhand sort of comment by Clarence Thomas uh puts everyone in alarm mode that this 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 intricate well-balanced well-built right that we have could be taken apart in a second it was a, a reason to become alarmed and that the Senate and Republicans and Democrats together reacted quickly to make sure that this right and by the way of course the right to
1: yeah, interracial, interracial marriage man, which I didn't even know was, until today was included in the bill
2: Right. And that was again one of those look forwards. Well, if they're going to take if someone's going to try and take same-sex marriage away, what would stop them from taking interracial marriage away since same-sex marriage is built so solidly as an earned right, right? So So you think and, this is you know, an
1: overreaction? You think the Senate move is almost like an overreaction? Is that kind of I, your
2: I think point? it's a, I think it's a firewall. I think it's a firewall. And um, I think that it also, you know, let's not be naive, it's also setting up for uh the presidential race so that the democrats can say look at we worked across the aisle Hmm. we built a coalition tammy baldwin who's openly gay the senator democrat who pretty much spearheaded this um and we'll see what happens obviously in the house but look at we did this together and we knew this was important so you should stick with our party when it gets to the presidential race so there's that part of it as well but it was i think it was necessary and of course it's ironic You know, Mitch McConnell, the senator, who is in an interracial marriage, voted against it. Um, There were things in the bill which protected religious freedom, which we know is going to be a major issue coming up over the next couple of decades, to make sure that no one's going to force a religion to accept or perform a same-sex marriage. Uh, And there there are those other cases that are making their way through the Supreme Court. So I think it was um, a very important Firewall and insurance policy, and from a political standpoint, essential right. for the Democrats to put
1: it out there. I got, we only have a few minutes, and there's one or two other things I want to ask you. We're talking with Sue O'Connell, uh, NBC Boston and New England Cable News, uh, NBC LX, WGBH, and she's a <laughs> yeah, newspaper yeah, yeah, publisher yeah. as well. <laughs> anyway, but I, 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 one more thing on this because fi- ten years ago, you might you might have felt really comfortable and think this day may never have come. So my question is. You know, same-sex marriage and a woman's right to choose are as safe in Massachusetts as any state in the union. And and things are pretty safe here in Connecticut, too. Do you, do you feel safe? Like, do you feel like it's future-proof, if you will?
2: No. I mean, Brian, I used to say, um, like, 10 years ago when I was a guest on shows, Listen, if you give us same-sex marriage rights, we'll just go away and never bother you again, right? Right. You know, we'll just go to the suburbs, we'll carpool, we'll go to the PTA meetings. But, you know, clearly the nation is back to these culture wars. I mean, look what's happening in Florida with the Don't Say Gay. Look what's happening to to trans kids. Look what's happening to children's hospitals being attacked. Um, for things that they're not even doing, that they're being accused of. So, no, I don't feel safe, and I don't really feel—not personally safe. I don't feel safe in the democracy, uh, and I think that we all have to pay attention. Whatever it is you care about, you should be paying attention yeah. to the
0: democracy.
1: A couple quick things. Did you? Uh, you got royal fever?
2: No, I'm actually— <laughs> There's no need for me to do anything today. So you're the only kind of business thing I'm doing today. So I'm kind of hiding out from the Royals.
1: Yeah, that's funny. And, you know, Charlie Baker, you know, here, Ned Lamont just uh, won a second term. Uh, He's not nationally, you know, as you know, we do follow the polls here about popularity of governors. And Lamont is one of the most popular Democratic governors in the country. But for a couple of years, Charlie Baker's one the most popular governor. He's never really mentioned in a national conversation, and I, I remember when I was, you know, spending all my time in Massachusetts, people thought they didn't want he didn't want necessarily to people go through his private life. I don't really know, but why isn't he? You know, he's not running for another term. Why isn't he mentioned more in in a national conversation?
2: Well, Brian, look what's happened to the other very popular Republican governors of of Massachusetts, Bill Weld, who was, uh, you know, Charlie. Baker's mentor, for all intents and purposes, he couldn't get a, a, an ambassadorship to Mexico because Jesse Helms blocked him. So
1: they're too—they're too liberal. Too, they're not too conservative. Liberal,
2: too liberal. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Mitt Romney had to move to Utah, <laughs> right, to run for governor. You know, in this and even in this state, in the state of Massachusetts, the Republican Party did not back Charlie Baker and candidates like Karen Polito, our lieutenant governor who, you know, could have had a go at being the governor because she did all the really hard work a lieutenant governor does for Charlie Baker. She couldn't get the support of the state party to even get on the ballot. That's my opinion, not what actually happened. But, you know, so it's, it's, it's the state of the Republican Party. If Republicans want to win elections, if Republicans want to govern, they're going to have to deal with this radical fringe of their party, which is controlling the state party. That's it. If you want someone like Charlie Baker, who is a Republican, who's popular with Democrats, who could probably win as president of the United States, if he could get past the primary, the Republicans are going to have to do some house cleaning.
1: Hmm. Sue, it's so good to hear your voice. Good to hear you, too, my friend. You're so good at what you do, and and, uh, don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you on again sometime.
2: You got it. Anytime for you, Shaq, man. Uh,
1: Thanks, Sue. Be well. Thank you. All right. bye uh, Sue O'Connell, she and she sort of built her career through the gig economy. I mean, she was a guest, then she would like be a fill-in host, and then she got a chance to host, and she still has to hustle. But I mean, she she has really worked hard, and, and she and she knows she knows her stuff, um, and I appreciate it.
0: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com.